Good morning to each and every one of you today. This is TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 34. And I have a special guest with me today. I have the New Orleans Pelicans Players Development Coach and Pelicans Summer League Head Coach, Jamel McMillan. Uh, Jamel, thanks for taking time out your busy schedule to uh, talk to me on my podcast today. No problem. No problem at all. Happy to be here. Appreciate the invitation. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, So, Jamel, can you tell my listeners about yourself, man? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm from Seattle, born and raised. Uh, went to Arizona State for for college, where I played four years. Um, right after that, I ended up helping out with the 2012 Olympic team, uh, where my dad was an assistant coach, like that. So I was helping out with the team, practicing and stuff with the guys, and uh, ended up landing an opportunity here uh, by way of that experience. So I've uh, been here ever since. Um, you know, went my way up through the ranks with the Monty Williams era, and now the Alvin Gentry era um, into the assistant coaching realm. So, been here six, seven years, uh, having a great time. Really appreciating all the experiences and all the people and the fans, um, all their support, and uh, just looking forward to the middle and the rest of the season here. All right. So we'll go and get into it, man. Um, but again, I appreciate you taking time with your schedule for me. Yeah, no problem. All right. So. Where does your love of basketball come from, and how do you start playing the game? Uh, well, I was kind of born into it. You know, uh, my dad was a player for the Sonics uh, from '86 to '98, where and then he took over as head coach there for five years, Portland for six, and now he's in Indiana. So, growing up, that's pretty much all I knew. I played some other sports. Um, was pretty well rounded in that area, but really picked up a ball at the age of two and haven't looked back since. So um, really appreciate this game and all it's given me. Uh, it's, it's been an amazing journey and it's treated my family and I very, very well. So really looking forward to my early development of my career and uh, how anxious to see it, where it goes from here. And been around a lot of good people who've helped me out. So uh, really fortunate for that. All right, cool. 
Now your dad is Nick McMillan, who was a former NBA player for the uh, Seattle SuperSonics. Now he's the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Was there any pressure to be as great as your father was as a player or even coaching? Not at all. Not at all. Growing up, I heard it a lot. Uh, there was always the assumption that I was going to make it to the NBA. That at that time, it was as a player. Uh, I never, truthfully, I never really thought about playing at that level. You know, I just played every single day because I loved the game and would do the work because I loved the game and because it was actually fun. I know a lot of people uh, do it because their parents really force it on them and wake them up at all kinds of crazy hours. And yeah. Really, you know, I think you see that more and more with like uh, the ball situation. Oh, yeah. You know, trying to make something out of, you know, his kids are good. They're yeah. good players. So it doesn't take all that. And he didn't, he didn't put any pressure on me like that at all. Um, it was all my choice, all what I wanted to do, all what I enjoyed doing. Uh, but I never really thought too much into it, never really paid attention to the noise, positive or negative. Um, I was actually going into the tech world, to be honest with you. Um, before I got this job, I actually was hired a week before I got hired here and got the call. So um, made a career switch, I guess, within a week. Yeah. Uh, really, really happy I did. Uh, it's, it's been a tremendous time for me and uh, working with these players over the years. And we've had a lot come in and out of here in the Pelican slash Hornets organization. So. Um, no pressure at all just enjoying my time and trying to establish it the way I do it and the way I, I know or see fit and you know it's been good to me so far alright so what was your basketball playing day at Arizona like what, what all did you accomplish at Arizona uh, I left there with a winning record versus the Arizona Wildcats which is, is a, a big deal out in the Sun Devil country but you know, was there, was on the team with James Harden, we're the same class, yeah. so he was there for the first two years of that experience and really jump-started the program, I think, to what it is now, um, kind of a basketball school in a way that people recognize the pitchfork across the country. Uh, that wasn't the case before that, and so had a great time with him, made the tournament, um, ended up losing to Syracuse in the second round, sophomore year. Went on to junior year when he left us, which was probably our best year. Um, and we almost tied for the conference championship. But uh, myself and two of my other teammates, Ty Abbott, Riard Kuksix, um, ended up having the most wins out of any player, I think. All tied for most wins. So, in a four-year career. But um, had a great time. Had a great time. Really did a lot of things community-wise that I had a great time doing. Uh, played for a tremendous coach and Herb Sindek, who is now in Santa Clara, and his staff amongst the years, all our head coaches now, and stuff like that. So uh, it, was, it, was, it was really a, a fun time and learned a lot. Really learned a lot that I could definitely apply uh, to my development right now as I move forward. All right. So, and what was that transition like from being a collegiate player then now to the NBA coaching? Has it been a major transition? Uh, it, not so much. A lot of it is because a lot of the guys that I see on a daily basis I played against since even eighth grade. 
Yeah. Um, and through the AAU ranks, you know, AAU really keeps the basketball community together. Uh, you know, and these guys know each other from what a middle school, definitely high school. You're going to see all the best players and stuff like that. So coming in, it, it really just was natural. It's just do what you know. A lot of them, they gravitate towards you because you can speak their language. You kind of know what they're thinking or you can, how they're feeling, whatever, whatever. And um, they made this experience what it is. You know, the, the guys listening and, and being attentive and being excited about it. And we get after it one-on-one wise or whatever it may be. I end up practicing with the team a lot and stuff like that. Um, so I get my fix of, of going back at them um, a lot, but we just have a good time with it. And, and when you do the work and when you trust in your preparation, trust in your knowledge and, and trust the people around you that, that believe in you and are really buying into what you're doing, um, that, that makes everything easy. And that's in anything that you do, not just basketball, but anything, any career path you choose to take. Just, uh, just trust your work, trust your preparation and everything should work out. All right, and I see you started off as an intern along with your father, uh, Nick McMillan, in Indiana with the Pacers. Did everything you learned as an intern is it paying off for you? Um, it's just it's your position now. I wasn't there. I'd never been with the Pacers. Oh, yeah. I actually I was interned here with Monty, who worked okay, for okay. my dad, and it had a lot of the same tendencies as my dad. It was kind of a strange deal, but Monty's a close friend of our family. Uh, and really appreciate him for that opportunity. But he uh, he did. He did. Every single day, he got something out of it. Each and every day, win or lose, uh, short practice, long practice, no practice. If it was just a film session, if it's just a 20-minute workout, there was something that you got out of it um, and that you could apply in a variety of different situations a lot of different people and so a lot of that stuff has stuck with me today I think it's stuck with the organization for the people who were here back then um, to see the difference then compared to now and how things are run um, you know everybody has their their way of doing things and so very very pleased and fortunate to be a part of that as well as a part of what I'm engaged in now with the Alvin Gentry era of things so always something that you can take from things, always something that you can learn and apply, and there's always ways to add value. And so that's the main thing is how are you adding value? And how can you learn new ways or new approaches to add value? So that's that's the biggest thing I'm taking in turn all the way up through now. Okay, cool. All right, so, and also, what is it like coaching the two of the twin towers in the NBA, Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins? I know they both have great work, they, work, work ethics. Gym is it's, it's pretty strange uh, feel. It's, it's kind of like a, a wow type moment, you know. And you're able to see two of the top players, are top ten for sure, yeah. arguably top five, depending on who you are. Um, it's special. It is something that this organization went and put together, you know, and, and it's getting a lot of national attention. It's something that's very different. And to see two guys with the skill level of those two is incredible. You know, we've seen a lot of good bigs in the past growing up um, throughout the years with the Garnets and the Tim Duncans of the world. Yeah. Have two on one team and trying to 
figure out how to place them in positions where they can be successful according to their game because their skill sets are very different. Um, that, that's an experience that I don't think 90% of coaches will get to have. Yeah. Especially at this level, just because it's hard to get those talent like that on the same roster in those positions. So we're having a good time with it. We're having a good time with those guys. They're doing exactly what it is that they do, and that's dominating um, in a lot of different areas and, and lifting those guys around them. And so we got we got a roster full of new guys. We got a roster full of um, a lot of different personalities. So we're trying to, to mend all that together, and those guys are the anchor. They're doing a good job so far, and so if they can stay healthy, they should be a force. All right. And how was it being the head coach for the uh, Pelican Summer League team? What was their experience like? Oh, man, it was uh, when I first got the the offer. Well, really, Coach Gentry was like, hey, you're coaching Summer League. I actually didn't believe him for the first three days. Yeah. Uh, um, and then... You know, we sat down, we met about it, went through um, just a couple basic things that he wanted, and he was like, the rest is yours. Um, it's just we need to see certain, these two certain guys in these type of positions. Other than that, I don't care what you do, it's, it's your thing. And so when you have your, you know, your own, I guess, program to where you get to operate how you want, put people in position where you want, management position like that uh, and then a position where you know these guys are looking for opportunities for jobs these guys are playing for their livelihoods and stuff they got families and all that kind of stuff yeah and this is really a tryout so it makes it it's not guaranteed money you know it's a different situation uh, that's huge that that's big and it was it was really important for me you know the goal is to get everybody paid somehow yeah. and try to get them in position to take their career to the next level or be a part of our roster or you know, what we're doing or become a two-way guy kind of like Jalen Jones did for us and played very well for us. So, uh, great experience, unbelievable experience for me. Uh, learned a lot, a lot of stuff I thought I knew. I had no idea. Even though my dad's been a head coach for, what, I don't know, 15 years or so. I thought I knew, and I just did, and that and that was that's what that's about, you know. It's the growth for me, it's the growth for the players, um, and those guys trying to create a way, just like I am, and us trying to put something together within a week that we could be proud of, and you know, try to get after it and see what happens. And that's what they did. Those guys bought in. I really appreciate each and every one of them for the effort that they put in for a week. That's hard to do, and so. Um, it was a good time. I appreciate Coach Chitry for that and, and trusting me with representing the organization and hopefully uh, them as well as the fans and everybody was proud of what we were able to put out there on the floor. Okay. <clears throat> now, Alvin Alvin Gentry had been around the NBA for a while, coaching with the Spurs, Clippers, Heat, Pistons, and Suns, etc. And he played a major role with the Golden State Warriors before being back in New Orleans as a head coach. What is it like working on him? Uh, you know, Alvin's a guy who's, he's a man's man, you know, he, he loves, great personality, um, he's about people, he's a people person, you know, he wants everybody happy, he wants everybody to have opportunity, 
worked for a lot of coaches, big time coaches, that have kind of paved and groomed this game at the NBA level. And he's been at a high level in college, working at Kansas and winning a national title and all that kind of stuff. So the guy basketball-wise has, has seen everything. He, he's been there from the worst 20-win seasons all the way up through rings. And, you know, he just, he gets it. He's 60, what, 3, 64 years old. Yeah. And that 30, 32-year knowledge base, he's just trying to give everybody else the feel of the game, the feel for the locker room, the feel for the players, the feel for organizational type things. Um, he just is trying to spread love and knowledge. That's his thing. And so he's a pretty laid back guy. Um, tries to be a player's coach for the most part and, and trust those guys and allow them to make a lot of the decisions since they are the ones playing and trying to help them be comfortable in what they're trying to do. He's not a dictator in any way. Um, and so, you know, it, the last years this is the third year um i i've been really really pleased with how we've operated what's been going on um what i've been able to gain from it what the people around me been able to gain from it how they felt coming into the workplace every day it's, it's been a cool deal so i'm really fortunate for him and really valuable valuable experience for all of us um being able to work for a guy with the background in this game that he has. All right. So, and being a, being a young coach in the NBA, where do you see yourself in the next five years? I get asked this question a lot. It's the it's it's interesting. This this business is tough to predict. Yeah. You know, you can be coach of the year one year and out of it the next. Um, and so, hopefully, we are able to put a great second half of the year together here. Um, we all have team options for the next year and if we're able to stay here for another year and, and, and get things done the way we plan to um, that'd be great and see where it goes from there but next five years um, is, that's a really really wide range of time in this business especially for the coaching side of things you never know um, what kind of things could happen uh, where things could go. I mean, Earl Watson was in my position and got hired as a head coach out of nowhere. You know, like it just, you've always got to be ready for opportunities. you always got to be um, engaged and paying attention. you definitely got to learn the league as far as coaching styles and coaching staffs, tendencies, because um, you might need those guys, you know, and you got to be able to adjust and adapt and, and do those type of things in order to move around, maneuver, and place yourself in a, the proper situation. So, um, next five years is up in the air for me. It's just I got to figure out what I'm doing today, and then I got to figure out how I'm going to help tomorrow. And then this weekend, we got two games. How am I going to help? Who am I going to help? What's one or two things that I could give each one more? What's that one thing I can give Jameer Nelson? What's three things that I can give to Drew Holiday? Those are the type, that's the mindset for me. Day by day, um, day by day deal. And so, um, having a good time with it. Uh, hopefully, front of the bench, maybe head coach next year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, 
you never know in these things. So um, that's hard for us to, to answer that that question. It's just for me, it's today, and we'll figure out everything else tomorrow when we wake up and see how we can go from there. All right, gotcha. And I'm a big fan with the Pelicans, of course, but how, how do you feel about the Pelicans in the playoff picture this season? I believe y'all can go pretty far this year because y'all looking pretty good to me. If we're able to put everything together the way we think we can and, you know, the guys, we're able to stay healthy, that's the number one thing. we got to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, number two, if we're able to click and figure out the balance, the offensive and defensive balance, um, and stop turning the ball over. Yeah. Uh, if we're able to get those extra opportunities to give these good players um, those extra attempts, the offensive rebounding, and, and getting out in transition, getting easy buckets and stuff like that, we're a matchup problem for a lot of teams, especially when it comes down to playoff basketball, which is a more half-court game, slower game, unless you're playing Houston and they're going to try to get up and down the floor. Um, it, it, it can be interesting, especially with a healthy Anthony Davis and a healthy Marcus Cousins. So, uh, you, you know, right now we're, we're trying to get through the, the growing period of new guys and we've seen what it can kind of look like. We're playing with a lot of lineups right now uh, to see where we can take advantage in different areas throughout the game. So we're able to work through the kinks a little bit and the guys are able to keep be smart about their health, their bodies, and we can manage these minutes um, the right way for the rest of the season. Uh, it could be a we could be a nightmare matchup-wise for some of these teams in the West, and uh, it, it'd be a really, really fun experience for Pelican fans to watch us in the playoffs because I think we'd have a good time and uh, we'd be able to make some things happen. All right, gotcha. Now I'm from I'm born and raised in Alabama, but but now I live in New Orleans. Been going on three and a half years now. Now, how, so how long you been living in New Orleans, and do you like it in the Big Easy? I got here in 2012, and it's 17 going on 18, so six years or so. Um, when I first got there, it was it was definitely culture shock. It wasn't what I expected. Yeah, I was thinking something completely different. And I'd only been once before. I played in the Memorial Day AAU tournament. And that was in seventh grade. So I didn't really remember it um, that, all that well. And when I got here, I was just like, whoa. You know, it was it was different. I lived downtown yeah. uh, in the Garden District by the convention center. Yeah. And one of my coworkers had me out for like five days a week. Um, <laughs> Just restaurants and random festivals. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it's honestly, it's not something you can get used to. Yeah. But it's something you accept and can respect. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes you know, sense. The culture there is like, a, it's unlike anything we see in any part of the country, anywhere we go. Um, you know, it's. I can't say that I've converted over, but when I hear stuff about it, like, yeah, that's Noah. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what, that's, that's them. And so, you know, it, it's a really cool place to me. Um, they've done a lot of things around the city, building it up and, you know, a lot of things come through there that are cool to do. Um, 
go up any time and get a decent, if not great meal at any point in time of the day. Yeah. In pretty much any part of town. And so, um, again, that in and of itself is just like the Anthony Davis, DeMarcus experience. It's a valuable, valuable experience that people don't understand unless they're fortunate or blessed enough to get down there. Right. And hopefully everybody can at some point get there and, uh, and experience it because it, it's definitely worth it. So I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the people. They've all been tremendous to me. Uh, city has treated me very, very well. This organization has treated me very, very well over the years. And so uh, I'm a big fan and you know I look forward to hopefully we're here uh, a little bit longer and I can extend my stay a little longer. Um, if we can figure this thing out for the rest of the year and on through next year and hopefully put some wins on the board that uh, can extend my residency. Gotcha. Yeah, I love the city too, man. Um, but, okay, man, that's all I have, Jamal. Jamal. Cool. Man, I really appreciate you for taking time with me, man, and talk to me on my podcast, man. You, yeah, no you, problem. No problem at all. Anytime. Anytime you or any of the fans you want to talk, man, I'm always, I'm always open. I'm always here. I'm around the city and stuff like that, so you can find me out strolling around somewhere. Yeah. You know, Canal Street. Yeah, I'll be down there a lot, too. <laughs> I'll be down there. Yeah. Uh, you have any shout outs? Uh, again, just to the fans. Uh, just understand that we need you guys. You know, I don't think fans understand, and I say this every time I'm able to talk. I always say that fans do not understand the value that they have, the positive impact they have on a team. When a team runs out onto a floor and they see a building full of people who are just there um, in support, whether you understand the game or not, um, just to enjoy the sport of basketball, uh, it matters. It matters. Uh, like when we go on the road and you go on Golden State and walk and run out there and you see all those people the fans their home record is what it is because the fans win them at least eight to nine games a year yeah you know they, they get them past that hump that they need or that drought scoring drought in the third quarter and they go nuts and then all of a sudden the team goes on a run you know that stuff's important so um you know they all the people on twitter who have been hitting me up and stuff like that um, I appreciate and I'm having a good time with you guys. Um, but really appreciate all the support that I've gotten. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we can put this thing together for, for the city. And I think that we will, you know, once we get through this this period where we're almost there. We're, we're a couple decisions away, uh, a couple plays away from, from giving the city something really, really special. So, um, shout out to all the all the people in New Orleans, all the people across Louisiana that just, we, we, we appreciate you, we need you, and uh, we look forward to playing the second half of the season uh, and representing you guys. All right. So to, any, to anybody out there, man, definitely go check out the Pelican game, man. They're very, they fun and exciting, I'm telling you. So, um, but Jamel, man, thanks again, man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Thank you. All right. So that's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 34. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Good morning. You are now tuned into 
T-E-N-T Sports Podcast with Terrence Bennett. Get the Lakers sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it. All right, welcome back to TNT Sport Podcast, episode number 34. Um, before we go, man, I want to definitely thank Jamel McMillan again for um, being on my show, man, on, on his business schedule, man. I appreciate that. So definitely go support New Orleans Pelicans, man. Anytime you're in the city, go check them out. Um, I'm always at the games majority of the time, man. Uh, definitely shout out to the New Orleans Saints again. Who that? Uh, it's a new year. Uh, hope to be better than last year. We'll keep moving forward. Progression is the word. Uh, but again, man, shout out to uh, everybody in Alabama, man. Big shout out to, uh, of course, New Orleans again. Who that? Uh, the city itself. Uh, the Pelicans. Saints. Everybody. Um, again, I got a, I got a partnership with Liv. Use TNT Sports Podcast. I mean, TNT Sports is the referral code. So take get some money off your ride. Don't drive drunk. Don't ride drunk. Don't drive drunk, my bad. <laughs> and, um... I got the wristbands as well, TNT Sport wristbands, pins, cups, stress footballs, etc. Uh, our social media platforms, my Instagram is Mr. Underscore T Underscore E E N T Underscore Sports. I know I got a lot of underscores, but definitely check my page. I put a lot of sports stuff up there, man. My Facebook page is T Hyphen ENT Sports Facebook page. If you ever want to reach out to me, my Gmail is TNT Sports 14 at gmail.com. And my Twitter is at T underscore ENT Sports. So definitely check my social media platforms out and feel free uh, to reach out to me. I will definitely reply back. Um, if you have any, if you want to shout out, let me know. If you have any questions, let me know. And I'll definitely answer them on my show. So like I said, new year, new beginnings. I left, I ended the year last year, 2017. Great. So I'm trying to do bigger this year, so. It's a big movement for TNT Sport Podcast, man. TNT Sports in general. So, again, shout out New Orleans. Shout out Alabama. Shout out the world. Shout out to all my supporters. Bless each and every one of y'all. Um, y'all have a good morning. God bless. Salute. Sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it.